Podcast World. This is Soccer the Great with my brother and co-host, Dr. Pedro Beer. And uh, like always, in the in the sound, the Inca warrior, <laughs> Boris the Great. But what's going on, my brother? I don't have a mic, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what is this, bro? Tell him what is this, man. Welcome and cheers to another Beer Fest Fridays. With hey! Beer and CrossFit. I'm, uh, unfortunately... The Fortunately and unfortunately, the name stuck, Dr. Pedro Beer. I mean, he gave it to me, man. Pedro, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, and luckily, we have uh, Danny here with us, Danny Soul. Danny Soul, welcome, Thank my you, bro. brother. I appreciate welcome. it, man. Thanks for having me. This is on Beer First Friday, man. And, you know, uh, like like I was, we were talking uh, of the air before, um, that uh, this is the time in which we try to give back to ourselves mm -hmm. for working out the entire week. <laughs> Sometimes you love too much, though. That's, yeah. the, that's that balance you try to strike. Exactly. So this is like the, the, the I time. I do it with food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much with beer. That's, that's great, challenge. man. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we welcome. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. You know, thank you for, for, for being here with us. And um, as we learn more from you, you know, and, and, and I actually ask people about you, and, uh, you know, it impresses me. You know that your whole your whole um I guess um, trajectory to now, okay. And uh, I'll bring it up later. For sure. But <laughs> but I know you're a trainer. Yeah. You're you're, you're a motivator speaker in, in in a sense. You know because you motivate others to actually uh, uh, start CrossFit and, and do what they're supposed to. You're a trainer. So when it comes to CrossFit, you're like you know like an encyclopedia. <laughs> and, and you know what? I'm, we're gonna use it. We, we're gonna use it. We're gonna ask you all kinds of questions. I would prefer OG. OG, ah, I like that. I like that. Okay, okay, okay. for sure. Danny, Danny OG. Yeah. Ah, Danny OG saw. There you go. Danny, in quote, OG, OG. saw. I like that. I like. Am that. I your first non-beer drinking beer fest Friday? Hey, hey great, yes. great. Yeah. So we good. make up, you know, we. Lack on the beer department. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But speaking of which, I mean, I, I know you don't you don't drink, which is cool. Don't uh, drink for you. Go ahead, bro. Drink it <laughs> drink all for me. No, nah, but it, it was. I, I thought. I thought for me, since I'm the one that brings some kind of different with beer the weird stuff. Yeah, it, I wouldn't say it's weird. It's just different beers. He's a beer like, connoisseur. So I thought it was a good time to kind of come up uh, with a day that's kind of like alternative to beer. Mm -hmm. uh, so I brought some White Claw. I know that's pretty popular right now. I, not my thing, but whatever. And then... Uh, is that what this is in front of me? White Claw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that does have alcohol in it. This doesn't, which is basically a near beer. I used to drink Heineken. Yeah. It didn't so look a, funny it, like that, but... It's a 0% <laughs> non-alcoholic beer. What? So oh, you're, word. you're welcome right. to it. I mean, it's... It, it, I was in the military before, and we would mm. have to drink that, like if we were in, like Afghanistan or something. Yeah, and they, they don't have dry, beer dry countries. Yeah, <laughs> dry countries. Nobody would drink it, but once in a while you see somebody sipping on it just to kind of try to reminisce, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's that's what I brought today, partly. Uh, the last thing I don't know if you like Game of Thrones, but this is a the last. I think it'll be the last. Uh, it's called. Uh, my watch has ended. It's an Imperial Brown Ale. Word. So that's what we got today. Cool, man. Great. I brought water. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is probably I'm like 99% water. Yeah. <laughs> it has a flavor of beer, so. All right. So um, we had a, a, a little uh, a little talk, right, about the beers, but now we're going to go into the CrossFit part of it. Yeah, for sure. All right. And I know that's 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 your thing. Yeah, that's, 
Danny OG. That's right. OG. 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 No, get it together, OG, bro. You just started with this CrossFit. You know, he just started CrossFit. He told me outside. Yeah, yeah. He did. Um, he's doing well. He um, I had him do a little uh, um, imam. You know, every minute on the minute for twenty five minutes. A couple of. Quick stuff, you know, burp, uh, no, not burp, it was, uh, it was sit-ups, uh, the, the, uh, push-ups, we did the rope, the rope, and we did the, uh, salt bike, so, like, you know, to actually, you know, get them into, uh, how long have you been doing CrossFit for now? This is my third week. Oh, word, third yeah, week, yeah, that's cool. So, I'm trying my best, bro. Good for you, man, you welcome. You guys over here, no, no, no. been pushing me to do it, and yeah. I'm doing it. You fought it for a while, though, it was like, nah, nah, mm. nah, but, but how do you like it so far? No, it's not bad, it's good. Cool. I feel better. Sweet. I can breathe better now, too. Yeah, I love that. Anything you want to tell it. them, Danny, about, like, you know, to keep up? Bro, just, you have to be patient, right. and it takes a long time. And, a, and I have a lot of patience. Yeah. And, and, like, what we were talking about outside, especially if your goal is, like, weight loss, what you eat is probably the most important thing. Right. And, like, owning a local gym, I should advocate really hard for going to a gym, which is a very important. However, I think what you eat is probably a, bigger piece of the puzzle yeah. than even working out to be honest sure. with you because look like how many hours a week do you spend in the gym four three per week what do you think no per week it'll be what three yeah like three, 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 three how many yeah. classes do you take a week three three yeah. all right so three hours a week in in a gym right that's a whole lot of hours to either help what you're doing in the gym with what right. you're eating and how you're sleeping and how much right. water you're drinking right. or you could really fuck it up in all that yeah, time yeah. that right. you're not yeah. in the gym right. you know so like nutrition and sleep and and kind of like healthy quote-unquote behaviors in my opinion are a lar much larger piece of the puzzle than training for like basic and, and not to like put down your goals but like oh, for like weight loss goals if you were like telling me you want to go to the fucking crossfit games <laughs> you know i would say okay dude, you know training's probably more important but right, right, you know really? yeah, okay. yeah i think that's just like my opinion on stuff yeah. you know uh, look my, all my opinions and things that i talk about are like framed it's like through the lens of crossfit but but i've like developed my own positions and opinions on Sure. stuff you know so like when i speak i speak on behalf of like myself and my crew and my gym not on behalf of like quote unquote crossfit right, right, right. Gotcha. it's you just know? your own experience yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. How, how many years have you been doing this uh Danny? i've been doing crossfit for i think 12 years about it's it's kind of and the reason why i say i think is because like the way that we define crossfit look you could do sprints and push-ups in your driveway Right. And and you now might call that CrossFit. But if you did it a couple years before CrossFit, like, what were we really calling stuff like that, you know? So right. the first time I stepped foot into a CrossFit gym was in 2008. <laughs> yeah. However, prior to that, um, I was doing exactly what I said, like running hill sprints and doing power cleans and, you know, uh, doing burpees in the park and going to L.A. Fitness and ballys and like <laughs> squatting and deadlifting and benching and stuff like that. I so, I, you know, fitness has been a big part of my life since about 2007. The movement were there is like, you know, what he was saying, Danny, you know, it's interesting that you said that because 
that's one of the things I was doing in, in, in uh, LA Fitness. That mm -hmm. sometimes you, let's say you're doing bench press, yeah. and you have to wait until somebody else does yeah. it or whatever, because they like, you know, they're they ju they're jumping in, yeah. and you're like there, like waiting. So you're gonna do so, max reps or something? You know, exactly, you do push ups. You know? so, exactly, you know? so you know what, I, w I was like doing push-ups while that person was, you yeah. know, doing their bench press, or, or I was doing like- Quote unquote abs, abs pull-ups. Right? Pull-ups, exactly, yeah. jumping jacks, something keeping yeah. myself like, you know. Warm. And, and, and right, and yeah. that's, you know, like you said, um, you know, it's actually, you're doing kind of like a CrossFit movement. A dude in LA Fitness would call that like supersets. <laughs> but, you know, you do it in a warehouse on Kendall 137 and it's called fucking CrossFit. You know what I'm saying? So. What, what made you go into it? I mean, like into the yeah, whole thing of, of To CrossFit. expand on that. I yeah. mean, just your, your own uh, CrossFit story or, yeah. or, or whatever background. You know, what made you go a into little it? Bit, I know, you know, a little bit about you, um, you know, through, through these guys. Yeah. Up a little bit, but. Yeah, man. If, you know, whatever you want, as far as for sure, kind of for your sure. background story, your your fitness story, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of like a deep story because there's like things that happened in my life previous that led me or that led me to like making fitness a huge part of my life. But mm -hmm. um, I uh, my whole uh, formative like teenage years and just after uh, I used a lot of drugs and alcohol. A okay. ton, and that's part of the reason why I don't drink today. Got it. Um, wow. Yeah, and I got sober in 2006. Congrats, congrats, man. Thank you. And when I got uh, sober in 2006, um, fitness was just like a natural part of getting clean with the homies that I got clean with. Right, right. The homies okay. that I got clean with were like going to the gym and making athletics and fitness a very big part of their like recovery story. Okay. So I just kind of assimilated into the group that was fucking doing well. They like, they were like young kids my age at the time who all had like a year or two clean. How old were you I got clean when I was 21. Yeah. So in 2006, I was 21. And that's the last time that I got high period. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, these people were like fucking watching basketball and watching football. And, and that was very foreign to me. I grew up skateboarding, playing punk rock music and hardcore music and going <laughs> to shows and doing graffiti and fucking getting arrested and getting in trouble. All like, that's m my basic story in a nutshell. And okay. Kendall. Wow. Yeah. And Kendall. That was like my whole life. My, I got fucking Kendall tattooed all over me. I got really? the orange bowl there. Oh, I got shit. Sawaseda here. I got, that's uh, Where's the Killian exit? Right there. Oh, 874. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, that's my hood. That's how I grew up. And uh, so again, when I was getting clean, I, mm -hmm. I was meeting young people who were positive and still homies and doing positive things for themselves. And, uh, you know, previous to that, when I tried to get clean mm -hmm. or like when I got arrested and sent to drug treatment or I was on probation, I always like equated being clean and sober, honestly, to being a fucking nerd. And that's like what kept me away from being clean. And I lived a very destructive lifestyle and that's what I wanted to keep doing. Right. But I finally met people that I felt like were still doing cool shit. Yeah. They were still painting. Right. They were still going to shows. They were still skateboarding. They're not still, doing all that bullshit. Yeah, no. yeah. And, <laughs> and really, like, I was so oblivious to all that shit that I didn't think that it was real. Almost. It was yeah. possible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was possible. Yeah, it's just like this bubble that you yeah. got to put yourself in and when you see that. Because the thing is, yeah. like, you know, like, in high school, they think the nerves are not cool. Yeah. Yes, yeah. because they're nerd, man. You know? Honestly, it was, like, a, on some nerd shit, but it was also, like, on some jock shit. 
Like that's a reason why fitness was never a part. I was not a high school athlete. I bear, I, I played sports in like elementary school and at the beginning of middle school and then started smoking trees in sixth grade. And then before you know it, I was taking pills and eating ecstasy, putting shit in my nose. And it got all the way to me shooting dope, like $200 habit a day. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I went way too far on that and very quickly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like being around positive people was just not like, those were just not the people I was fucking with. That was like not a part of my crew and what my, my experience was. So when I went to this treatment center, I got clean and, and, and like I went in with a chip on my shoulder and a bad attitude and I really did not want to be there. Mm -hmm. However, there were, again, there were like homies, people I knew from the streets who I met in some of those meetings that had like a year clean. And I was like, yo, what are you doing here? And they're like, yeah, you know, it's, it's not that bad. I got a job now. I got a chick now. I got a whip now. I got all these things. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's that's cool. How did you do that? Well, I got clean and I got a sponsor and I went to the gym and I started, you know, going to meetings and going out to dinner at night with those homies. And I nice. was like, oh, word. And I kind of just like copied what I was seeing, like the success stories that were tangible for me that I could like see and touch. I just did everything those people did. You know, and, and fitness was a big part of that for not everybody, but for many of those people. And, uh, you know, the way that some of those people were training was very CrossFit-esque. And a um, few years or about a year or two later, I was working in a drug treatment center. I was wow. now working in a rehab center. Helping others. <laughs> yeah. And one of my Great. homies uh, just teamed up with someone who was opening a CrossFit gym. And he would like send me CrossFit.com workouts way back in the day before there were gyms everywhere. Mm -hmm. Again, this is like in 2008. And I would watch workouts from the main site and be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that's kind of whack. Oh, that's kind of cool. Those pull-ups look fucking weird. Oh, you know, like, yeah. oh, that thruster thing. Oh, but I can't like food cool. like, okay, yeah. Yeah, like, no, oh, I I'm not going to run. I'm going to skip this. I'm going to yeah. do this. So I like would get inspired by CrossFit.com workouts. Mm -hmm. um, and with, I, the, with the picture that they would put on the front. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The workout of the day. The very yeah. first website with all the blogs on the left-hand side. That, that yeah. website has now changed, I think, four times. Yeah. Um, but that was like the OG CrossFit website with all the affiliates on the bottom left side and the military affiliates as well and all that stuff. And I didn't even really know CrossFit gyms existed. It was just like a website that put workouts out every day. Yeah. And I would go on that website and I would like do like my bench press and my deadlift and my squats. And then for my quote unquote cardio, uh -huh. I would do one of their CrossFit workouts. Got it. You know, um, and then at... Beginning of 2009, the first CrossFit gym in Kendall opened, and it was called CrossFit Kingdom. And it opened across the street from Miami-Dade in 2000, season 2008 or 2009, and I was literally the first client of that guy's gym. Wow. Yeah, and within a few months, um, my ex-wife and I honestly were running that whole gym. And it was not due to the fact that we knew something or we were good trainers or we were educated in fitness at all. It was just due to the fact that the guy running it was, honestly, I hate to say it, he was just kind of a mess. Like the gym was, at that time in that guy's life, it was very chaotic. Too much shit yeah. going on. So like, uh, like my, I would show up and no one would be there. And I'd call homie and he'd be like, oh shit, can you warm them up for me? I'm like, yo, what, what the, the fuck? fuck are you doing? I don't even know what I'm doing, dog. And he's like, oh, my bad. Uh, have them do some jumping jacks and run in a circle and I'll be there in wow. 20 minutes. And I'm like, okay. That's so crazy. did he know kind of that 
that it was such a big deal, and or the, the, maybe that the foresight that Crossfield was, was going to nah. blow up, or maybe no. he thought. That, that man is, is definitely an OG in the South Florida CrossFit world. And uh, anyone who's been doing CrossFit for eight to 10 years or more absolutely knows who that is. Mm. Um, I don't think any of those people at that time down here had the foresight to see how big CrossFit was really going to become. They all knew it was something special for sure. <laughs> but a lot of us in the early days of South Florida CrossFit for sure made some like business mistakes and made some decisions that were questionable. And like, that's how we all learned. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Dude, to become a CrossFit mm -hmm. affiliate, to be totally honest with you is very easy. And that's why in like the 2012 era, there were gyms opening up everywhere. Yeah. And a lot of those gyms have started to close because people have realized like, dog, it takes mad work. It is not as simple as like, I like fitness. I'm going to put a bunch of rubber floors in a gym and spend $10,000 on rogue shit and people are going to show up. Like right. to run a successful CrossFit gym, in my opinion, it has to be the only thing that you do. And like, and, and there's no blueprint for that. You know, there is no, I've taken some business classes and I am educated in that world a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, bro, I've learned through like making errors mistakes. Errors and trials. Yeah, yeah errors, errors and trials. Seeing other try. people around me make mistakes and me making mad fucking mistakes and having an awesome And crew. learning from those. Are... Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so that's kind of that whole thing evolved. So to answer your question, nah, I don't think he or anyone from that era really thought it was going to be as big as it is now. Yeah. Wow. You know? And it's still growing. Like, yeah. It is. There's definitely less gyms opening. But personally, I is think it that's a good, a good thing? thing. Yeah, right. I think so. Right. Dude, is look. It a, is it a good thing? Yeah, go ahead. My, like, CrossFit is is not a franchise. CrossFit is a is a license, right? So, like, right. it's almost like, it sounds weird, but it's almost like the word coffee, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can go to Starbucks to get coffee, or you can go to Panther to get coffee. And it all depends on, like, what kind of coffee you want for the day. Starbucks is a franchise, right? right? Mm -hmm. So, like, Starbucks everywhere, every time you go to Starbucks, it's going to look the same. It's going to feel the same. Right. It's going to have the same quality coffee, et cetera. CrossFit is not like Starbucks. CrossFit, you can get your different flavor everywhere you go. So, like, really, I think the best thing a CrossFit gym owner or a team could do is, like, brand themselves apart from other people and identify, like, what about CrossFit they're going to do differently from everybody else? So being yeah. unique, in a sense? Yeah, bro. Being for unique, sure. like, for certain, in certain certain things yes. that they do yes. within the, I guess, the the, the, the line of CrossFit, of CrossFit, within yeah. the line of cross, CrossFit. Yeah. I yeah. didn't right? step it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, wow. You know, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that, you know, you mentioned that not so many CrossFit are, are opening up. Yes. there's. I mean, there's definitely less that are opening up now, and a lot have closed, you know? Again, it, it CrossFit has made it very easy to open a CrossFit gym. Look, here's what it takes to open a CrossFit gym. Right. You do your level one seminar. I think it costs $1,000. Right, the licensing. Yeah, yeah the licensing. Well, no, that, that's just so the level one. The L1. Cross, yeah. CFL1 costs a G. It's two days long. You take a test after it, and if you... Pass your test, you then can apply for affiliation. Got to it. apply for affiliation, bro, you write like an essay, you answer a few questions, you pay like three G's, and as long as you have insurance, you can open a gym. Anyway, it. it's okay. very easy, bro. And you don't have to have any equipment. They don't ask you for your equipment list. They don't ask you for your workouts. They don't ask you for your experience. Ni binga, nothing. I don't want to get you in the, in, in, in the spot or anything like that. Because yeah. I'm learning so much, but 
And and you've been so open. Yeah. And you're I'm like, very so down open, to earth. Yeah, you I'm gotta, so open and sometimes and that and I fucking and put my foot in my mouth. Right, because you got to be careful. Because I don't want to ask any kind of questions. Bro, if you're not asking all the answers, I don't No, so you know what? I'm not even going to answer. Go ahead, continue. No, bro, go, continue. go, go. No, 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 continue, continue, continue. So, continue. No, because the fact that I don't want to, you know, be like, because the way it is. anything you want. The way you're saying it, the way you're saying it. Yeah. To me, I know it sounds a little negative. No, no, not, not negative. It's not, not negative. It's not. like you know, so simple that it's like, whoa, bro. It is simple. You know, it's like go, go on your. Yeah. I'm gonna get into you the know, gonna go to the bank, get a couple of G's, and I'm gonna open my own shit, bro. That's, that's the way they set it up, though. They yeah, yeah. franchise. But it's like, like it's like you know, a lot, a lot of franchises. Yes. like you said, that look the same. That look the same. I'm sorry, there's not a franchise, but a lot of those businesses that that are that have their surname. Yeah. They they say, look, if you want to open. Your uh, your your own affiliate or your own place, you gotta follow this, this, and that. Yes. But it seems that like CrossFit is like so open that you say, you know what? I could open it. I got all my license. I got this, this, and that, and I could do whatever I want in here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of CrossFit in a sense because it's it was open from it, the beginning, it, just it, like. You know, people were getting workouts off of the website for free. Yeah. And it was basically yeah, no, step no, by step on how to do everything. I agree with the openness, but I also believe that you got to have some type of framework that everybody has to follow so it could be uniform in a sense. So look, Chet. You know? Y yes and no. So Right, okay. You have to understand a little bit about like the founder of CrossFit, this guy, Greg Glassman, who is a huge libertarian. Yeah. Oh, and okay. he's all he's he's very big on like hands off my shit and and he, okay. he he's he does not tell his affiliates what to do he gotcha. does not put rules on people got it and 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 that was always he's a big free market guy and that was always his philosophy he's like here's the training methodology this is what i'm going to give you you're going to pay for this you're going to pay for this weekend you're going to pay for this education and go and teach it and expand the brand and go and figure it out. And he did say back in the day, and, and my opinions on this matter have changed tremendously. Like if you would have caught me, I don't know, six years ago, I would have been talking Different. a lot of shit about it. And I would say that it's hurting our brand because it's so easy to open a gym. People are getting hurt left and right. Cross is getting a really bad reputation. There's no quality control. You can open a gym, dog, literally right in front of me. Mm -hmm. And that did happen to me a few times and it drove me crazy very early in my business. And I thought it was terrible, but Glassman in those days said, the cream will rise to the top and the yeah. best gyms will be the ones that survive the bubble. Okay. And here I am 10 years later and that's now my story. So I'm actually very grateful for the fact that so many gyms had opened because here's what happens when a gym opens. Go ahead. If you open a gym, maybe you'll get like 65 heads in there, right? That's mm -hmm. not big for South Florida CrossFit standards, but you know, so on the low end, and you typically find gyms that are closing that had like 100 or less clients. That's the typical close rate for gyms in South Florida that can't sustain. They have in the 80 range of clientele if they didn't manage their money well, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you close. What happens to those 80 heads? Yeah, yeah, dog. They need right. to go somewhere. They and, go to the cream. <laughs> bro, yes. So now what we've seen years and years and years, there's been many people that have come to the doors of Seoul. At, like, we don't charge the most in Miami, but we're really close to, like, what we charge for our services. And there's, like, avid longtime CrossFitters that have come through and been like, yo, how much do you charge? And we're like, here's how much we charge. And they're like, nah, I can get it for cheaper. And I'm like, all right, peace. And then that gym closes. And then they come by, yo, 
how much you charge me now? And I'm like, actually, more, dickhead. And they're like, nah, not going to pay for it. I'm like, all right, bounce. Then they go somewhere else, and they go to that gym. And then the 18-year-old coach doesn't open at 6 a.m., and they get disgruntled, and they bounce, and then they come back to Seoul. So we've had people that, like, several years in, they do the circuit, and they end up showing up. They're like, all right. <laughs> You've been open for 10 years. I don't. I'm, I am secure that my gym is not going to close. close. And I'm like, right. yeah, bro. You should have been here 10 years ago. I've been telling you that, you know? Right. So like we're, it, it, it the free so, yeah. market concept has, the, uh, that, has right. led to some of us being very successful and, and, and we all have our different brands and our different ways of yeah, know, I doing mean, uh, yeah. It, it makes sense now. Like I, I was going to ask you like some weird question before, but it makes sense now because you are proof of his ideology, mm -hmm. his cream or to the top yeah. ideology. So if that's the case, then it's fine. Yeah, you know it's fine. I mean I now and and maybe <laughs> maybe in two three years I might be like no that's not it. it should yeah, be. bro. But but it sounds like you know it's working out. Yeah. Now, what I I think is that you know maybe some type of framework that everybody could follow, hmm. at least yeah, and like in the core. Not like around, so, but like in the core. So that does exist in the CrossFit level one. That is the core. The original CrossFit Journal articles that Greg Lassman himself wrote uh -huh. and his original seminars and his, uh, all of that stuff. The did, did you go to any of those? Yes. Okay. All of that stuff. I mean, stuff, with him, with him. Like, yes. Okay, good. That good. is the core of CrossFit is what he said in those days from that era of like 2007 to 2010 or 11. That is the core. And it's just, it's our responsibility to follow as the gym core. owners to tap into it and mm -hmm. follow the core. Now, the second we start veering from that plan, we're at risk to, you know, potentially being successful or not. You know, a lot of gyms do things like add Krav Maga and yoga and spinning classes right. and a bunch of shit. And right. for some people, it's very successful. And for some people, there's not. But he has had opinions on all of those things for a long time. And, dude, he's just like everybody else. He's not always right about Right, you make mistakes either. and go, yeah. yeah. And just like you said, like, your opinions could change in five years. Right. Homies could as well, as have mine, many times, you know? So. What has been successful for you as, a, as, a, as, as an owner yeah. of a box? So, you know, for those who are listening that are, like, you know, starting, you know, as, yeah. as owners and stuff, like, like, ideas that they help them so i, I think know. i think it depends on how you define success as well i because for some people right. like i think it's very easy to just say like what has made someone financially successful um and if that is someone's number goal. one goal then <laughs> i i just think that there's a different way to measure success like my quality of life for me is personally and like the people around me and my crew and my team like That is what how I envision success. Like everybody eating well, everybody happy, like a positive atmosphere. Like for, for this me, question, success will be to have people in the box yeah. every single day and and growing constantly. And people looking at, at at what you're doing and saying, "This is working for me. Yeah, this is good." So what 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 are the uh, I guess the so there's probably I don't two, know the recipe. <laughs> there, there's probably two major things, but the first one I would say is like the team that's that I have surrounded myself with is the most important thing. From I the trainers even, to the bro, like first of all, my brother is the general manager of yeah, my you, gym. Yeah, you was telling me and this about, he, about 
with the exception of coaching that and and he can coach and he has a little bit but uh he, he honestly he'd probably be one of the best most personal coaches our gym has ever had but that dude fucking does everything in my gym like he could and I, he does run it he could run it without me so like putting together a team of someone like that uh, Sean Velas, who is very good friends with Tiffany Chin as well. Mm -hmm. um, my One of my best friends, uh, Luis Lopez. And just like everyone else that surrounds that team, it, uh, that is really what has made us successful. Because putting a good team around me has given me the opportunity to come do things like this. To come do, or to go do things like I worked for CrossFit HQ for four years teaching the CrossFit weightlifting uh, seminar. Um, I work for the company that bought Wadapalooza now. I've been able to take on other jobs and other projects that have elevated my gym and given us more credibility. Nice. Um, so putting a team around me that can operate my gym in my absence and still like keep our brand alive and keep it moving forward mm -hmm. is a huge thing, number one. So it's right. all about my team and who we have chosen the to organization all our stuff yes, and right. i wouldn't be dusted if it was me by myself and what There's is the no second fucking... thing then what is the second thing? the second thing is like in the kind of crazy world of crossfit where mm -hmm. a lot of gyms are the same we like insisted on standing out and we insisted on doing shit different so much so that it was the wrong decision many times <laughs> like all these dudes are doing that well fuck that i'm gonna we're you know we're gonna our workouts are gonna look like this or our branding's gonna look like this or you know <clears throat> whatever it is um but yeah but like insisting on creating our own brand and carving a niche out for ourselves like when you walk in a soul you definitely feel like you're a soul my gym and my business almost feels more like a record store or like a tattoo shop or something like that way more than a crossfit gym And that's that was by design because my brother and I built it so our so we and our homies could hang out there all day. There's someone sitting behind me right now, John McHale. John, hey John. John. What's up, John? Yo, we have to fucking kick him out of the gym sometimes because he's in there for too many hours. <laughs> like the the average time homies spend at our gym is an entire day. Like that nice. is the quote unquote community and the vibe that we have built at our gym. And some people come in and they don't like it, and we're okay with it. You know, but it yeah. definitely feels like a clubhouse. It feels like this. You know, that's this this is what we do in our gym all day long. So it's way and it sounds so corny to say it's way more than a gym, but it is, bro, because people hang out there all day. It but is it has like, to work. It's, I mean yeah. that's that's kind of like the So we play the music that we like. We do things how we want. We talk to clients how we talk The same right way now. I'm talking to you is how I'm going to talk to someone well, if I'm yeah. teaching class at the gym. Because yeah. we, you know, we don't have uniforms and we don't, like, adhere to some of, like, the rules that a lot of the quote-unquote big box CrossFit gyms do. Just because it's not genuine for us. And, and I, the most important thing is, like, I'm happy and I'm stoked to go to work. So, like, the people that I see, I have to trust and love them. Mm -hmm. And then the vibe of my gym just has to be dope because that's how I'm going to thrive in that environment, you know? <laughs> yeah, and if you had Glassman and CrossFit telling you exactly what to do to wear a certain uniform, you would, mm -hmm. wouldn't have the, the flexibility to be able to do that. And you know, Glassman wouldn't. Yeah, he he's not that kind of guy. But look, bro, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak poorly about those like quote unquote big box CrossFit gyms because uh, they do exist. For them. 
And, yeah, and, and, and those clients are gonna dog. Some of those people them, you know, are very successful. Yeah. you know, for their own right, but that's like their way. Right. Just because we do CrossFit does not really mean we have a lot more in common outside of that. And that's why we insist on running our business how we want. Because the yeah. quality of life and me enjoying my gym is way more important than anything else. Yeah, it taps into that community, yeah. social aspect of it. Yeah, you kind of build a brand that matches your clientele, Yeah, it, which is coming from you and your, your team. Yeah. Like, dude, you could take all the road gear out of my gym and all the assault bikes and everything out. And you could replace it with tattoo stations and it's going to feel the same. <laughs> or you could replace it with sneakers and skateboards and a bunch of dope apparel. Or you could replace it with records or any of that shit that I like. And mm -hmm. it's going to feel the exact same way. You guys, My gym is going to look the exact same way if there's a stack of records and a band playing in the back. Right. Or if there's fucking Good. people working out. Well, we can do a pop-up over there. Yeah. Yo, let's do it, man. <laughs> Drink champs there. Yeah. Dude, we could. <laughs> Yo, we've had shows at our gym. We've had art shows. Like, you know, we do shit that we enjoy and we like. Do you have like a sales counter? And like, <laughs> with like a bunch of records. And we, like a tattoo. Uh, so we don't, but we do have a sales counter with a bunch of apparel and yeah. stuff, you know, stuff that like we sell for the gym, bro. But nice. You know, that's that was always like our mission, like just to have a place where we could kick it. You know? Danny, what's, what's your long-term kind of goal when it comes to CrossFit? Yeah, so in general, I'm not, I'm not going to say your business itself, but yeah. like in general, you the person. Because like, you know, like we were talking before and you know, you now, and you said it, you're part of the water pollution, a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. training, a lot of stuff. What's, what's your goal? Like, you know, like how do you see yourself in a couple of years? My goal in regards to CrossFit and uh -huh. not... Like I, I, it's not me. It's it's my gym, and I, I talk about my team a lot. Right, because right, right. That is what makes me who I am, and that's what makes us who we are. Right. Um. But I envision like our team leaving a long-standing mark on the training style and the brand of CrossFit. So like you guys make a joke about legends, and you guys talk about it all the time on Dream Champs. <laughs> so like that's what we aspire to be in the world of training in the OG. world of CrossFit. Legend. Danny OG <laughs> song. You know? Um that. And then like, you know, I, I have you seen that West Side Barbell documentary yeah. on Netflix? Yeah. So like that is my kind of secret OG like <laughs> dream of one day is to have a CrossFit gym that's like Louis Simmons West Side Barbell. Wow. Like my own spot where I go and that shit's open when I go and people go to train with me when I want and be around me training and me coach them and I have the key and some homies have the key. Just a dope little chill spot. Like nice. that's like I want to be able to retire into that and like have that be self-funded and run the gym and well, not I see, I see it happening. I, I see it. Yeah. I see it. That's what I want. Because you know what? And I'm going to go off the of the talking about, you know, crossing all that stuff and being all that. But you have a lot of positive vibes, man. Like, Thank you. You know, like that. the way you, you speak and the way, you know, you're so uh, enthusiastic about crossing all that stuff, man. It kind of like... It, it, it's addictive, bro. It's like, yeah. you know, I have to stay away from you because next thing you know, I want to open, I go, you know, my own, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, what's up, bro? You're like, stay away, He's man. Taking, bro. Taking, bro. No, no, it's not, come on, get the hell out of here. It's like, you know, I want to open my own place and I want to be like, you know, dad and do this and do that. But, you know, like, I see it, man. And and it sounds like really good, the whole idea of, of, of the future of, of you doing CrossFit. But now let's, let's go into CrossFit. How do you see CrossFit in general, not not Danny, you know, 
No, in general, because like, we were saying before that to me, CrossFit is growing more and more and more. Yeah. Because like you know, I'm Dominican and um and I, I speak to a couple of friends from the art from the Dominican Republic. Gyms opening down and there. Right? They're like gym opening down yeah, there, and people yeah, yeah. going and all that stuff and doing this and doing that. And then now with this new setup of the CrossFit Games, mm-hmm. that you know people are from different countries are able to to compete and, and to come in like to represent their country. The national champions. Right, national champion. And it's like you know. To me, it's making it bigger and it's growing fast. Yeah. You know, but I'm not a, a, an owner. I'm not like right there where you at in the sense that you can see everything that is happening with CrossFit. But how do you see it? So CrossFit right now is in a very interesting and unique position where it grew at a rapid rate, like I said before, from mm-hmm. like 2012 to 2016 at a very rapid rate. And it was like showing up in sports authorities and like big box retailers and people like, you know, I used to have to explain to everyone what I did for a living <laughs> back then. Now yeah. it's like, Oh yeah, you do CrossFit, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's part of the, our vernacular. Like it's, it's, People can identify Understand what CrossFit what, is what without it is. Yeah. explaining to them. Yeah. And I've had the opportunity, like I said, I worked for CrossFit HQ and well for the weightlifting seminar staff on the Latin American team. So I have been to, man, every major country in all of Central and South America, teaching CrossFit seminar, or teaching CrossFit weightlifting seminars, and then in the later years, my own team soul training seminars all over Latin America. So right now, in in a continent like Latin America, in parts, or in South America, in parts of Europe, CrossFit is growing tremendously. And a lot of CrossFit's resources are being focused on some of those markets because they're emerging. And bro, the United States have kind of like tapered off. And yeah, yes, it absolutely has. So they're in a unique position because they've made a lot of the changes that you've just m- mentioned. Okay. And people are kind of like waiting and sitting back and kind of withholding their opinions on things because the changes have been very drastic to the competition side of CrossFit mm-hmm. that we don't know how it's going to grow. Got it. And I'm kind of in the same boat to be totally honest with you. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to be like a, a company guy. No, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. No, no. It's kind of fucking weird. Honesty is the best. It's the best. But you know what? Um, I, And I, I, I know I, I, I told a lot of people about this and when people asked me just like you before when they used to ask me about oh, what are you doing CrossFit and they were like, they didn't know an idea, but now they know yeah. that um, to me, CrossFit, and, you know, it's like one of the most open um, sports yeah. out there. Yeah. Because you can come from like being a no one, mm. but you actually, you know, practice this in the Dominican Republic. And then you went to the CrossFit game and now you're competing against, you know, top athletes and you are able to like, you know, destroy them. And now you are household name. Yeah. Which doesn't happen in, in, in many, many of those sports. sports. You know, Correct. so to me, CrossFit is still open in that in that manner. That if I like you said before to to um to Boris, if you know if you want to go to the CrossFit game, you're gonna you have to like work out a certain way Correct. and you have to do certain things. So if a person has the abilities, has the time and wants to do it and and I hope he has the uh, the finance, yeah, <laughs> you know, to do it. You're coming from Dominican Republic. Yeah, so exactly. The games, you got to have some <laughs> Exactly. Uh, then you might be able to do something with it, you yeah. know? Yeah, like in the NBA, it, you're not going to walk on to the Miami no, you, Heat you, you and play can't. against you, you can't. You yeah, can't. some of the best 
players in the league. Exactly. But in CrossFit, yeah, you're right. It is very open. And, and you know, like Matt Fraser is trained at my gym. And, and you could walk in and see someone like that any day of the week at my gym. Right. And it is very open in regards to that. What people do need to understand, though, is, is, is there's two different things happening in CrossFit. There's the CrossFit training methodology, and there's the affiliates and gyms and CrossFit for the 99% people like my mom and dad, like not super elite CrossFit, like household. Me. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, look, honestly, everyone in this room, myself included, I am not going to the CrossFit games and I don't train like that. Not, not anymore. Um, I don't have any aspirations to go compete on that level. And I never really have had it in me to compete on that level. Not in CrossFit. Um, I had it before, but not anymore. <laughs> and then there's the CrossFit as a sport, which is very different than the competition. Everything else, the yeah, the the competition is the zero point one percent, and <sighs> everything else is really what makes CrossFit special and important. You know, some of us like to dip our toes into the competition stuff, but really, like if you walk into like your guys' gym, if you walk into Revival, what's the first morning class at Revival? 6 a.m. probably. Six, six. Okay, so if you walked to the 6 a.m. class and you walked around and you said, hey, have you heard of Annie Thor's daughter? Or hey, did you know Sam Briggs' Fran time? Or did you see what Matt Fraser clean and jerk? They're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking Don't. about? You know what I mean? So there's like two kind of mechanisms and opposing forces in CrossFit. And that guy, Greg Glassman, acknowledged that, and that's why he made the changes that he did. Because a lot of people felt like the emphasis on the competition side was too big of a focus of CrossFit and was taking away from that, which, bro, I'm a competitive coach. I've competed myself. We've been very successful in competition. And yet I still understand that because when you show your mom, the CrossFit games and she watches the CrossFit game, she's like, what? You? I can't do that shit. I'm not going <laughs> to go to the gym with you, but you know, your old lady could go to a CrossFit gym. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the, the CrossFit is now trying to split apart the two and help people understand that there's like the competitive aspect of CrossFit, but there's also this whole other thing, which is arguably more important and, and changing more lives. And they showed it in yes. the last, because um they had, well, I was watching it on the computer, but they were they had like different stories of people that yes. started CrossFit and they lost this much weight or they had this type of illnesses and they started working out and all kinds of stuff. So I guess they, they are actually doing that. If you look at CrossFit.com since last January 1st, <laughs> mm -hmm. they have not spoke about or mentioned anything about the CrossFit games on CrossFit.com since last January really? when they made all those changes. Mm. So if you look at CrossFit.com, the workout of the day, every day, mm -hmm. they kip less. There's less mm. kipping. There's less Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. There's less aggressive workouts. It's a mm. lot of strict movements. Yeah. It's a lot of core. It's a lot of L-sits. It's a lot oh, of wow. strict gymnastics, a lot slower movement. And most of the videos are videos of viejos right. doing uh, bent over rows with water jugs. And people that and are overweight teach, or whatever. Yeah, that learning trying, how to move better and right. do squats. Losing weight and a lot of stuff. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're not going to see a trace of... Yeah. Matt Fraser's friend time on CrossFit.com no, no, no. anymore. Not for now. Yeah. And you from know. my perspective, it's that's that's interesting because you kind of get into this bubble, I guess, where you realize the, the difference of the two. Mm -hmm. And when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at it as more as um, since you kind of have like one one foot on the competitive side because mm -hmm. it's because it's interesting. And for me, that's something that it's relatable. 
Yeah. You know, it's just well, it's for you now, right? Because now you're in it. But at, from day one, was it relatable? From day one, it was, definitely wasn't relatable. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. As far as that, like, as far as um, like, let's say I'll, uh, on the main site, let's say you see or, or on you know social media or whatever, mm-hmm. you see CrossFit kind of pushing that, and like I know I notice it now that I, now that you mentioned it. Yeah. But to me, it was just always part of that. That was yeah. you know those things were intertwined. But I, I didn't notice the separation that was, yeah, was now, happening. So now they feel like that separation is important. Like, if you're in it, you can recognize that there's kind of both worlds and someone like you who's, like, smart enough to identify that and be like, oh, yeah, there's, like, CrossFit for my mom and then there's CrossFit for Ray Fernandez and Todd Smith. I get it. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's not going to come in here and do the crazy shit. Those guys walking on their hands and doing muscle-ups, <laughs> like... Ain't right. nobody ever going to do that. Like, it's for a very special kind of people. But that's cool. Right. You but know? what I would say is, like, okay, well, he's doing that. Yeah. But this person who's just starting is doing the same thing. It's just a modified version. Correct. But there was the opinion of many that when someone like your mom would walk into a gym like mine and would hear whatever music playing and would see Todd Smith and Ray Fernandez walking on their hands, your mom would walk in and go... Nope. What the fuck is that? I <laughs> thought this was that. a gym. What is this? And then there's like a little sales guy behind the counter going, no, 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 no. Trust me. And she's right. like, I don't care what you have to say. Because yeah. I just saw these guys with abs coming out of their foreheads walking on their hands. Yeah. That's Todd. I don't belong there. Todd, I think, has like uh, 18. <laughs> yeah, dog. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, so if it is this gym, right? Yes. You, and that's, I, I guess from my perspective, that's what I would see is you have a beast like Todd, yeah. and then at the same time, you know, My mom. a 55-year-old, yeah. you know, who's modifying things, yes. but still getting it. Hell yeah! So, and, that, and that's how it should be, bro. That's yeah. exactly how it should be. And look, uh, no, we've always done a very good job at, like, having two different communities, but yet still bringing them together. Yeah. Because, and that's what has made us successful. I didn't need Greg Glassman to blow up the CrossFit Games format like he did last year or a year and a half ago. Because my gym, I already acknowledged that both of those populations are very important. And I've already, in my opinion, we have figured out the magic of how to make them work together. But many gyms were not. Many gyms were like seeing all the competition shit and feeding into that and making people like my mom do absurd shit and getting hurt. And I'm not gonna sit in front. CrossFit hurt mad heads because it's so easy to become a gym that people were thinking that the way to do CrossFit was the bullshit they were seeing at the CrossFit games and we're making someone like my mom do that silly shit. You know, like EFN and myself, Eric, (laughs) and uh, you know, that. We that are in the 40 plus, uh-huh. we have a, a saying, and the saying is, uh, is basically, it's not that serious. Mm-hmm. When we see nah. those uh, RX things and all of that stuff, right, we always say, it's not that serious. It's not, bro. You know, it's not. Like, you, I'm 49 right now. Dog, and... and, and <laughs> <laughs> freaking beer, man. For all the listeners, they just, 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 just got beer. Uh, 
<laughs> what did you want, bro? You want this? It's just a cup. I yeah, it's still just giving me a cup. To hell, bro. <laughs> just stick it for the bottle, bro. <laughs> well, you gotta Why? be like... <laughs> he just told me to get the cup, bro. Just cup what shit. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Look, but uh, the, the, you're you're right, and here's what's funny, bro. <laughs> if there's a workout that is as RX and it's like oh, something that's like heavy with high skill gymnastics, and you push to get that RX on the board, dog. To be honest with you, you probably get a better workout not doing the RX because you sure. can move way faster. Yeah, you could do more reps. You can right. put in more work. Your work quality will be better. Yeah, it's the It'll target be of the safer. workout. It's yeah, bro. And that's one question. And if you I'll... put so many like roadblocks of like such heavy weight and so much shit in the way, right. you're not really getting a good workout. Right, I'm you sure know you're gonna get that check mark. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Listen to Danny, man. Listen to Danny because yeah, he actually that's, that's the way it is, man. Yeah. So one of the questions I'll ask the coach at mm -hmm. times, uh, and and it's usually for me, but I think it should be asked. More often, Ivan, what up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is what's the goal of the workout? Yes, because like what's the intended stimulus? Exactly. Correct. And then you modify in order to for it to fit you, whether yeah. you know or you talk to the coach so right. that they can help you modify it. Uh, and yeah, for sure. And I I think what ends up happening sometimes too is that although thank you, coach, for believing in me, sometimes you <laughs> know me I up. know my limitations a little bit more than you. Yeah. So that sometimes, whether it's ego, whether it's uh, maybe the coach just, you know, they have X amount of clients and they they know you're a good, mm -hmm. you know, athlete or they know you're whatever. And they, they just kind of, they're not going to have that exact, they're not going to be completely tuned in right. to, to you. So then that expectations kind of increases. So then that ego part kicks in. It's like, okay, well, coach thinks I could do it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do it. Yeah. And then you miss the target of whatever the workout is. So my question to the coach would be, what is the intention of the workout? And I know myself, but it's it's getting to that point, and that just comes from experience. Whereas maybe newer people haven't gotten there, and I think that's that dangerous area where you can hurt yourself. Yeah, I mean, the job of my team, the job of a coach on that level, in my opinion, is to keep people happy, be what we call be the best part of someone's day, and keep them safe from themselves, bro. Yeah. If 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 there's any criticism of my coaching staff, it's that they always err on the side of being conservative when it in regards to our classes. Yeah, I think you have. And there's people who actually like get mad at some of my coaches because they want to push harder. They want to wear the weight vest. They want to RX the workout. <laughs> they want to do these things, and it's like, bro, you don't know. You can't. Yeah. Like, I don't. Looking at the whiteboard or our like Wattify leaderboard for the day and seeing a bunch of RXs, for me, it does nothing. I don't even pay attention to that. I don't look to see how many RXs there are. Yeah. I don't look to see who has the, the best times. It really does nothing for me. It doesn't right. mean anything. I actually learned I that a couple of months ago. Yeah. Like we have a class cap on all of our classes. I want to see all of those classes at or close to capacity that's what i want to see we have a shit of who's rxing workouts there's awesome stories that are associated with those things and seeing someone like my homie john again who's behind me rxing a workout makes me very happy for sure and there's like really cool things that happen during the open when you like challenge yourself and push yourself right. beyond your limits mm -hmm. and you're not going to get better unless you learn how to push you have to fucking push for sure right. in training however it is the job of an average crossfit coach to keep People motivated yet safe. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for the record, Ivan, you're you're good to go, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know Ivan's good to go. You He's know what it is? Is it took me and, and 
I'm, I'm being honest. It took me maybe like a year or two yeah. to actually get to the point that, like I said before, it's like not that serious, like saying that to myself. Yeah, bro. After like my, my shoulder was messed up, freaking golfer's elbow. Yeah. This freaking thing that is not going away. You know, yeah. And it's like, you know, I, me trying to push it to the extreme. Yeah. Like, you know, that I'm not going to freaking... CrossFit game, just yeah. scale it down. So serious, I'm trying bro. exactly that's it. So I'm trying to like scale it down every time, and I've been f- feeling better. Bro, you will work out harder. Exactly. If you and use it, a lighter kettlebell, you will do the reps faster. Yeah. Right. If you do strict pull-ups instead of kipping, your shoulder will be safe and your movement quality will be better. If you use the lighter bar for the clean and do- look, uh Fran, twenty one fifty nine thrusters and pull-ups. Uh the I don't even know like the world record time anymore, but it's somewhere in like the one twenty-seven really? range. Jesus. Yeah. What? Yes. <laughs> somewhere in like. No, the you're kidding, right? No, I God, swear. Two guys. Damn. Yeah. For years, it was like two, between two and three. No, no, no. For years, yeah. This guy Jason Kaplan, not from here, not the chiropractor Jason Kaplan. <laughs> but the, there's a was a well-known CrossFitter, and he did it in like one fifty-eight or something like that. Whoa. That was a world record for a long time. People have smashed that. It's. It's about 1.30, right? Now, that is not the intended stimulus, really. But the intended stimulus of Fran, like if you've done Fran RX, you know what Fran feels Mm -hmm. like. Okay? And it is supposed to feel like that. So, like, what's your name again? Boris. 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 So, if we gave Boris, like, thrusters and pull-ups at, you know, thrusters and 95 pounds, and we made him do pull-ups, he could probably finish it. Jumping pull-ups or something like that with the thrusters, and it may take you... 20 minutes that is not the intended stimulus of fran right you the same way you feel when you do a four and a half minute fran is the same way boris should after doing his six minute fran and if he's not feeling like that coach fucked up and coach should not have let him do the thrusters that heavy and coach should not have let him do whatever scale or progression of pull-up that was so hard for him right you should be able to move you know we don't expect you to do fran in 130 but no. like I do expect you to do your version of Fran in under five minutes. Yeah. And if you are taking too long to do Fran, if you're taking ten minutes, you're taking fifteen minutes, coach fucked up. And therein lies the difficulty of coaching. Yes. And the it's kinda of, it, that's the rub of a good coach. Yeah. And I think what happens a lot is coaches get their L one and then they get comfortable and mm. then that's kinda of where they plateau and yeah. they don't continue to try to learn yeah, those bro. nuances because that right there is yeah, that's everything in coaching well well what For you me. said is is the complete opposite of so i agree we didn't do that we didn't do the level one only we expanded our knowledge like you just recommended tremendously and that's what framed our brand now like it's not we didn't it, dog you walk into our gym and it doesn't even it doesn't say crossfit soul on it it says team soul like we have taken the CrossFit brand and we've mm. taken other things and we've created our own training model and our system, you know, and it, and it, bro, it, if you, yes, it's very much like CrossFit, but we don't do everything they do in the CrossFit level one. We don't do sumo deadlift high pulls at my gym. We don't do med ball cleans. No, no, we don't teach med ball cleans as part of our fundamentals. I don't think it's that important of an exercise. I think it's kind of a waste of time. Uh, I think for sumo deadlift high pulls, they bother a lot of people's elbows and give people a lot of tendonitis. I think it's a, I think it's a silly exercise. The timing that the bar touches the floor can lead to a hip shift and, and, 
we I've I, I do have opinions on the way CrossFit teaches things, yeah. and I just choose to do it differently. I, Greg Glassman fucking said I could. He's like, here's here's the blueprint. Here's the template I think works what best. You want. Go <laughs> fucking figure it out. Just keep paying me my bread. And I'm thank you, Mr. Glassman. I'm going to take 99.99% of these things. I'm going to do it my way. Sure. And what Word. they're doing on CrossFit.com now is honestly what we've been doing since the beginning. We don't let people kip at our gym until they learn how to move strict. Yeah. We don't teach you kipping pull-ups until you know how to do strict pull-ups. We don't even teach you no that's, damn that's a muscle up progression until thing, you. Though. That's something that now it is. Okay, but dog, that's very new now. Mm-hmm. You used to walk into CrossFit gyms and seeing people who can barely hold the top of a plank attempting handstand push-ups with six fucking ab mats under their head. That's what they get. They get dog, what's the point stuff? of that? Your range of motion is a quarter of an inch. You feel cool like you're upside down on your hands, but you're really doing nothing. You get so much more out of doing a push-up. Yeah. You get more out of sitting and doing a full range of motion shoulder press. Right. But you want to look cool and you want to get the RX, so you're going to flip your freaking self upside down and try to do handstand push-ups on 14 ab mats, and you're doing nothing. I, I talked a little bit about the ego of the athlete, mm-hmm. but do you think sometimes it's the ego of the coach? Both. Yeah. Yeah, it's a combination of both, bro. A lot of dude, a lot of times we're checking egos for sure. And is it in the sense of this is my athlete, so I want that athlete to do the things that I it, that's kind of what I meant as far as the ego. Sometimes, the coach. but I think honestly, bro, sometimes I think it's just like ignorance, dog. You know, they, they just some of those and and I used to like ignorance how like uh, they, like some of those coaches just don't know better. To be well, they don't know. You, they don't know their they clients. Don't, yeah. They don't know their clients. They don't know their clients. But look, they look at the CrossFit Games and they think that that's the goal, and they think that's oh, the, well, model, the clients. Yeah, and they want to, you know, show you can do this. Just like <laughs> Matt Frazier, I can teach you how to kick upside down and pretend to do a handstand push up. Like, gotcha. I don't think it's it's an ego thing. Always, sometimes it is for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, but I do think sometimes it's ignorance, and sometimes too, bro. Look, there's CrossFit gyms that have classes that have 35 people in them. That are giant. No, that's just and dog. When you have that many people, your quality control is going to be shit. Zero, yeah, zero. That's your training model and your methodology. Is that like get people in, get people out? No, no. Poor client retention. Like a freaking factory. Yeah, not a lot of culture. And yeah, Mm -hmm. like the factory style CrossFit gym, bro. You're gonna let people do whatever the fuck they want to get them in and out. So sometimes that's just the as a result of the training model. Not a lot of gyms are like mine and where a client can come in and have the opportunity to be in a class sometimes with six people only. Yeah. And every repetition is being watched by a coach. I, I know and you know, reading stuff about you online and all that stuff, I know you train a lot of, you know, athletes and I'm I not do, gonna say yeah. the name of the athlete. Do you kinda like I don't know how to put this this, this question, but do you like screen the athlete before you actually get to train the athlete? I like, mean, like, like, do you, like, okay, I'm going to train Pedro and I'm going to kind of like screen him before and then go from there or do you start like from zero and all that stuff? You, you're talking about me personally? Yeah, like training when, yeah. when you are training an athlete yeah, so, for, for the games because I know right, you train right. a lot of athletes for the games. We have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you, how do you do it? Like, do you screen the athlete before? So it's, it depends. So, like you said, the whole national champion thing, that, that's very new. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, if you're from a certain country, you have a passport for a certain country now, and you're doing the CrossFit Games Open, it's become much easier to qualify for the CrossFit Games through the national championship route. So we've ended up now with way more. Like this year, I think we're going to have seven. 
games athletes that we're going to coach at the CrossFit games. And Whoa. yeah, we've never had that many individuals. From different countries or? All from different countries. That they have come to you to actually yes. be trained. Yeah, so like Nicaragua and Panama and Mexico and India and wow. yep, all over. Two from Mexico, bro. All over Brazil. I, I know, I know you have uh, from Mexico. Uh, Brenda Castro. Brenda Castro, yeah. right? Yeah, I've coached. I've coached people that have won the CrossFit Games, but uh, for the the most consistent athlete that I have coached for the most consistent longest period of time has been Brenda Castro. Right. I coached Brenda Castro like since they won. They're very like, I, I'm exaggerating, but like from her very first fucking heavy barbell snatch. Wow. Like I've coached her. Very, very, very early on in her career. So I've, I've developed her. But so to answer your question, it depends. Like if a well-known, very big name CrossFit Games athlete came to me uh -huh. and asked me for help, I would really have to think twice about it because at a certain level, you're only really risking yourself potentially. Because to make someone who's like top 10 in the world, top three is really fucking hard. And if an athlete like that makes a switch and s starts training with you and doesn't have that level of success because the cards just didn't fall the right way, who's at fault? You. Team Soul. Like, bro, of course. And and we have experienced that in the past. So I'm not going to say we would, like, screen people. But, yeah, we especially with myself, we do have to be selective so, with who so we choose so to work with. So then how do you – how or what process you used yeah. to pick those seven athletes that you are now training? I mean, I didn't pick them. I didn't pick those people. To be honest with you, those people, for the most part, came to us. Okay. I mean, you know, hey, I have a goal. This is what I want to do. Do you think I can do it? And I, I think our biggest source of screening mm -hmm. is being brutally honest with people. I have told many people time and time and time again, yo, hang it up. You're you can't not do it. going to be a games athlete. You're, it's you don't you don't have it in you. So you have honesty. You don't have yeah, bro. <laughs> you don't have the support structure to support you traveling to all of these events. You don't have the paper to get therapy. Like you have to work 45 hours a week. You got three kids. Yo, you ain't gonna I go did. to the CrossFit Games, dog. Just yeah, be a yeah. just like love fitness and train hard, and that's cool. But you gotta hang it up. I think that's like our biggest. You know, being honest, of, being honest, yeah, being brutally honest. So these a seven lot of people that you have, have like so I'm sorry to interrupt you, and you that's know, okay. that's the way I am, like you know, freaking crazy. Okay. But those seven athletes that you already have went through that screening already. Yes, because they've sat through our seminars of us being brutally honest with people. Good and. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. to said screen, and I, I imagine like background checks. No, nah. uh, no, no, no. I'm nah. sorry, uh, Daddy. I, you, you, you get me. I don't right? want anybody to give me a background <laughs> no, check. So how the fuck am I gonna make <laughs> someone else submit a background check? Like, 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 stay out of my check. business. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I'm sorry. I, maybe like, there's another correct word to use. There's an interview in process. No, no. <laughs> uh, you have to like fingerprinting all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they went through the process of uh, of sitting with them and being honest and all yeah. that stuff. They've, and you have decided to they've, that they could do it. They've survived hanging out in my gym. I know I was talking shit to them long enough, and we've, you know. But like, do they still have to go back to their country and, and no, actually? No, bro. Now with the model of the CrossFit Games, if you have a passport from any country, um, I don't know if that is if that's called citizenship or nationality. What if you have a passport? Yeah. Now, so if you have a passport somewhere, you can represent that country at the CrossFit Games. Oh wow! So there's people, dog. The fittest in quote unquote can Costa Rica. You can represent yeah, from yeah. Peru. You absolutely. I'm Peruvian American. I so, both. so you can absolutely. The 
current fittest in Costa Rica lives in fucking like Tamarack and yeah. drives to Seoul yeah. four times a week. Got it. You know, like uh, the current fittest in Nicaragua lives, I think, or he was from Alapata. He lives somewhere like in the Bird Road area now, I believe, and trains in Seoul. His name's Carrie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Bro, nice. like they're all over. The the previous fittest in, in, in Venezuela has trained with us for the last three years. She lives nice. in Doral. Like, nice. you know. So wow. we're a little over the hour mark. So there's two things that I think, you know, because I think we No, could, not yet, not yet. We, 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 we could talk, talk a couple of more minutes. Bro. Don't worry about the time, bro. Yeah. We got to, we, we could go more. Don't worry about it. Two things. Go ahead. We could uh, go more. One, wanted to open this Game of Thrones uh, brown ale. And another thing, could we hear a little bit John? of John's story? Yeah, bro. What up, dog? Is that, is that uh, come on, John, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know if it goes that far. Come on, John. I can operate this. Remember All right. Last time they had me on the podcast, I wasn't talking. Yeah, dude. Like, last so so we mind. have our own podcast. We kind of gave it a break recently. You have to invite us, man. Dude, yeah, for sure. Cool, so, we're, cool. so we're gonna start doing it again. We did it for about three years. I'll figure it out. Oh, great, um, man. That, thanks, that, thanks. That, that's that's right. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. So while you're doing that, we're gonna pop this. Pop it. All right. Okay. Yeah, you can tell Whoa, go ahead, John. Uh, and, and, and John was actually telling the story to, to 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 Boris. Go ahead. I got, I got really fat eating Mama Mia pizza over on 137th. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mama Mia. I got really fat. Lost the weight. Well, actually, I ran into him in Atlanta. He's like, come to the gym. How 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 did you guys kind of like hooked up? And we grew up together in the same oh, okay. Of, okay. Like, of like punk rock shows and. Independent music, going to hardcore shows and punk rock shows since we were little kids. You saw, you saw me in Atlanta looking like bummed out, like fat as hell, and just was like, dude, come to the gym. And I was just like, yeah, all right, I'll come to the gym. Like 400 something pounds. Oh, shit. Like, you, told yeah. you just started? The most I got in was 310. And I was got scared. I was like, yeah. yo, I couldn't see my neck. Yeah. yeah, I got, I had like a, I had like a, a work injury, and I just, they took me off. Um, oh, shit. Call it. Uh, they took me off. They put me on light duty, and that is when I didn't realize how active I was working in. Like I worked in a warehouse over here, actually, oh, okay. off 152nd. And uh, once they took me, once all of a sudden I had to be show up and not do a damn thing, the weight started like creeping on rapidly. Plus eating Mama Mia every day. Bro. Um, <laughs> Mama Mia's the Dude, <laughs> Yo, shout out to Mama Mia. <laughs> um, next thing you know, I'm I was just like. And then I had to get the surgeries for this. And then I was just fat and just ran into him in Atlanta. He said he's the way he said he saw me. I don't I don't I don't remember it like this, but he says I look bummed out. It's probably probably true. Um, Is that coach's intuition? He was just like, dude, you look bummed out. Come dude, to the gym. He was. I'm, so I'm going to be brutally honest, unfortunately for you. But he was so bad and he was so injured. He hurt his hand at work. And he was so heavy. We were at a show, this band Foundation's last show in Atlanta. And we were standing for like hours at this show and our backs hurt, whatever. And he like wanted to sit down and he couldn't sit down because he was too big. He like had gained too much weight and his like back hurt from being on his feet. And he had to like put his back on the wall and like slide down to sit down because he was so big. And I was like, dog. Yeah, he like couldn't put his hands on anything because he had a, a work injury. He's so bad, dog. And I was like, "You need to come to the gym." He's like, "I can't afford it." I'm like, "Doesn't matter." 
come to the fucking gym. I live too far. Dog, it doesn't matter. Come to the gym. And that was his first time around the gym. He lost 100 pounds or so. But there was like a kind of constant push and pull. John, you shouldn't be eating this. John, you need to like have, it's not, listen, I was telling you, it's not just about the hour you come to the gym. You need a, dude, he like books big shows, hardcore and punk shows. And that's what he does for a career. And he stays up till fucking 3 (laughs) a.m. And he's booking shows at Churchill's and he's out front of Churchill's until four in the morning. Yeah, music is not conducive to- Hell no, hell no. No, and we're putting so, I would like assign interns to his his like health journey and i'm like yo intern check in with me how's john well he was at cozola's apparently uh, fucking four and i'm like dog come on yeah we come on yeah of course yeah yeah i know so his first time around he we we actually were together on our way to a show and we got into a car accident. I got into yeah. a terrible car accident, which could have been like fatal. Bro, this guy posted on the internet, like, he, th- this car accident was so bad, he forgot I was in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, oh, I wasn't even like geez. mentioned in the, th- it was like, like, like Hondo and JP are okay. <laughs> no mention of me, like, I'm was, like, bro, it was, guts, man. It, was a, <laughs> it was a traumatic car accident. And he stopped going to the gym at that point. Everybody and he was okay. Every, yeah, we're all fine. There were a few injuries. He got hurt a little bit. My brother got hurt a little bit. But outside of that, everyone was fine. He disappeared from the gym. And then I saw him again at Churchill's, and he put all the weight back on. And we had to have, like, a very serious heart-to-heart and talk. And I was like, look, bro, this is enough is enough. You can come back, but you have to do it our way. And that's it. Otherwise, you, you just you can't come to the gym. You're, like, not welcome to come and train if you're not going to do it our way. We will help you, but you have to do it our way. And it's funny, like, we started talking about, like, my experiences in recovery right. and how that, like, got me into where I am. And that's uh-huh. that's the same conversation I would have with a homie like him. And he did it, and now he's lost almost 200 pounds in a fucking year. Yo. Dang. Look, yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. In, in a year. Nah, and now he's a fucking sex symbol. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Hi, my name is John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick that fool. Yeah, on that's good, man. I, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's great, man. And uh, we 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 proud of you, man. And and I hope you you f- not only for yourself, but with people like yeah, like Boris. With Boris, I you know look at you as 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 an example and an inspiration, man. Yeah. You know, and that and is, you you should be out there, you know, saying talking to people about this mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that are listening and I hope listening to our podcast and, and listening to your story. And that they should actually do the same. They should actually, you know, have a hard-to-hard talk. You know, really like that down-to-earth talk. And then say, you know what? I got to do this. And this is the way I have to do it. And, you know, and I hope that Boris, my brother Boris, can, uh, the Inca Warrior can do this, man. What was the approach that you gave him, though? Like, being that it's going to be so difficult, like, for him in the beginning to do stuff. Like, what's the approach? Like, how do you keep him motivated? So, for me, like we were talking about previously, the approach is all about like it's what you do out of the gym, not necessarily what you do in the gym. Um, and another thing, too, like John at a time was very hesitant to participate in CrossFit classes. He thought he was like, it's like too- embarrassing. Yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And look like the culture, the, the our background 
And our culture is very similar to yours, almost the same, and in some ways is the same exact one. And for people like us to come into a setting like a CrossFit gym, where like you're used to being like the guy at shows, and the guy who runs a label, and the guy who puts records out, and like you speak from such an educated position on so much of the shit you're into, to be so vulnerable and to go into the CrossFit gym where you don't know shit, and you're actually going to be like the new guy in the room for people like all of us, myself included. You got to really check your ego no, to do that. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and you don't do that. Right. I, I don't fucking do that any time in life. No, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I check myself when I go to the gym. Correct. I'm like, I'm, they know. Yeah. I'm, also, I'm like, no, I'm a bitch, guys. I'm a bitch. Yeah, but how many how many of your homies do you know that no, like, serious, no, have an aggressive personality <laughs> that would never check their ego oh, enough no, to go in the back? They, 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 they couldn't. Dude, and that is the, my story with so many of my friends. So what we've talked about a lot is it's a, it's a, it's about everything else. It's about your sleep. It's about your water. It's about your food. It's about your sodium intake. It's about every other decision. And j- just keep going to the gym. But emphasize all that other shit way more than just the gym. Because if you're going out every night, it's not going to even out, bro. You spend way more time outside of the gym, and you could either help what you're doing in the gym or really fuck it up. And that was like the whole conversation. And, and like many things in my life, it's it's very black and white and it's very hard line. <clears throat> you know, either do this or don't do it. And if you ain't going to do it, get the fuck out of my face. And Kinda aside sorta. from those fundamentals, I think something, you, I, something I picked up is that you got to hire an intern to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Maddie. And Frank. And Frank from Frank the beginning. And uh, Emin. Yeah, see? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we would like the the kids that we had up and coming that were trying to intern at our gym, the best experience. It's like, guess what? Here's John. Peace. Figure it out. And they're like, what do I do with him? And I'm like, I don't know, but he's got to lose weight and he's got to keep coming. So just, it's on your little ass to make sure do? he stays. What, what, I just imagine them like honestly, following they, you. They just had to wrangle me because I'm kind of a madman. So like, <laughs> like they, were, they pretty much had to just like, would they follow you in a car? Or like, was it somewhere else? No, it, no, it was at so it was at the gym. So like, he would come in and 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 at first he's like, I'm not gonna do a class, and I'm like, you gotta do a class. He'd be like, I'm not gonna do a class, and I was like, okay, I'll compromise. Here's what we'll do: my intern will do personal training sessions with you for four months, privates, three times a week, and the other two times you come, you're gonna do your own workout. Got it? Okay, deal. After those four months, you gotta give me one class a week. So two sessions with him or her and one class a week. Okay, deal. Two months after that, one session with the intern and three classes a week. And every time we would fight about it, every single time he'd be like, nah, I got to show at Churchill's. I'd be like, fuck you. You need to be taking a class. He's doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I wound up in classes five days a week, but on my own accord. Yes, now. But it was a fight. Then I got into a car accident. Uh, Yeah. Had a car come at me like monster truck style over the guardrail, but uh, so that kind of like threw my game Not off. Not monster energy, just, just no. <laughs> like straight up. Like I, I look over and I see a car's undercarriage. Wrecked me, but like you know, like the last time I didn't let it like slow me down. Well, for a second I had to kind of like I had to take a break from everything just yeah. to kind of figure out like I'd acquired some injuries and now right. I had to like kind of okay I can't do that that or that anymore because now I have you know, this going on. So I had to like kind of remodify everything I was doing. And uh, I, I found like my groove of what I can do now since, you know, this whole new 
That's the injury. Right, right. <laughs> Don't look at injury magnets. Like, I mean, look, have you did, Boris, Hey, Mr. Typo. Boris. <laughs> have you told him your injury? My injury? Yeah, because yeah. his one of his things is that oh, he's injured. I got surgery in my hips. Okay. So that's one of his, like, he's like, oh, but I can't because yeah. I can't. No, I don't want, I, I had to tell me, don't lift too much weight. That's why I have to lose weight. So I don't put too much weight on my hips. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, but I'm trying my best. So I think, like, for someone like you, the emphasis needs to be good movement quality. I, I, I wouldn't say it's not as yeah, much yeah. about the weight that weight, you put on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's no, like right. quality of movement. movement so it. emphasize yeah, that yeah. always 100%. Right. Dude, look, before doing CrossFit, I had two knee surgeries. I have three herniated discs. Wow. I have a lot of injuries as well. And to be clear, John's injuries are from car accidents and, and, and fucking and weird I, life I working in warehouses. In before my, yeah, yeah. My, my surgeries. Like what, I, what I told him is that he works with me closely mm-hmm. and we're in the music environment which you would understand we're like drinking and yeah. we're out late nights and it's really bad hip hop's way worse than hardcore shows I don't I don't book a whole lot of hardcore shows anymore so anymore I get I get a lot of a lot of stuff trying to be pushed on me and just, yeah. but but what I told him is, is I was like look man like my whole thing is just go out there and do something because it's not about like losing weight is cool it's gonna be the byproduct yeah but I want him to his heart to be able to sustain his weight no matter yeah, what. Yeah, of course. So, you know what I'm saying? All day you see people just dropping dead because their heart just. Bro, at 35 done. years old, dude. You know, like and, you and never know. That's man. what I was saying. I was like, just go out there and just start moving. Yeah. Because he's not moving. He was being sedentary, you know, whatever. So I was like, yo, just, just go out there and start moving. Well, it's true. And I knew I'm he would get a dude, so I'll be sitting down a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like. And he's a young and, dude. Like, there's no reason was, for him. Not to be moving around. Bro, but, like, it gives you a purpose sometimes. It gives you, like, a reason to get up in the morning. It gives you a reason to get going. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's you know? And, and in my opinion, if you want to be successful at anything, even if it's, like, I want to smoke more trees than anyone. Like, whatever it is, whatever. <laughs> that's definitely what he Whatever, wants. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> makes, <laughs> however you, again, however you define success, you have to make that shit a, a priority. Right. Right? So, like, I, that's what I tell everyone, like, if, if you want fitness to, if your definition of success has something to do with fitness, it has like y- your kids, your work, your music, and fitness. You've got to figure out a way to keep all the balls in the air. And if your production starts to eclipse the amount of fitness that you do, you're fucking up. That's the fucking because bottom line. Because what is going to keep <laughs> you balanced is yeah. that whole picture. That's the bottom it's line. not just production. He's doing it. I mean, it's I can do it, just, but he's you know doing it. Saying? He's doing the bottom line. So, like, it has to be as equal importance. Like, if you're going to write music, you're going to produce something, or you're going to record whatever production means to you, you need to make sure you're doing just as much fitness. And that's, that's, that, you know? that's the bottom line. Otherwise, you're going to lose bottom, that shit. That, that's the bottom line. You know, we're going to you know? close it up with the bottom line. And I think Danny, yeah, you know. Kind of got me, you know, set the bottom line for me. Uh, and the bottom line is, you know, family. Hell yeah. You family. know, work. Well, whatever your health, priorities are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. fitness. And then fitness. You have to, like, you know, bottle everything into it. Yeah. And, and make it, you know, part of your life, man. And, and, and look, it's not on some huh. judgmental shit because I have some. I was talking to my mom's today. She was asking me about, like, old friends we grew up with and how so and so. And I'm like, oh, so and so is a weirdo and she's like really why that's so sad and I'm like you know what I used to think it was sad too but you know what he's happy like that yeah, yeah. like fuck it dude happy like weirdo. yeah happy yeah. weirdo dude yeah. not everyone needs to be training and that's like what I that's successful for me it's what I enjoy but like 
Just don't hurt people, bro. Listen, to that's it. Listen, listen, dog. Listen, that's it. Don't be a dick. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Don't be a dickhead. Yo, daddy, 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 daddy. Daddy OG from Seoul, thank you very much, man. I hope thank you. This, gotta, this has got to happen again, man. No, this has got to happen again, bro. It's like, you know, yes. so we'll do much. We're going to do his show, too. Will, no, yeah. no, 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 you know man, this is going to happen again. We're going to go to his gym. Yeah, 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 yeah we, we, do we do should, we should. We should show up. we'll bring up. art to film it all. That's yeah. right, we should, we should. All of us should go in, you know, and go in and work out with Danny, man. And, and you know, thank you, bro. And that's so informative, bro. This show is like a freaking class, bro. What the hell is that? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like fun and, and drinking. Ah! Mental water? Mental water. Man, what the hell, bro? Danny, thanks again, Thank you, man. Thank Appreciate thanks it. Thanks again. And uh, my brother John, thanks hey, John. again. Keep it up, man. Boys. Keep look up. All right? All right? All right? Thank you very much. And you have a good night. All right. You know? Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah.